up for the low, low price of only $8.99 with this fine taste slice of phony And spit a rhyme that'll settle your best In 30 measures or less I stay ahead of the rest with incredible text We fight it raw like it's New Year's Eve Through a tip for suck MCs This year I made it hard to breathe I'm the shit so your squad can't leave Gotta wait until yeah. applaud in the club Standing tall like trees Making the crowd cheer massively I tell niggas y'all ain't whack Y'all just sound whack rhyming after me Cause I'm the most magnificent Life is a blessing and y'all I'm living it For better, worse, or indifferent Thugs getting open to me And your man hands up in the air Like I told him to freeze Nights wonder on the boards who it's supposed to be Rock bottom to the comp standing close to me Y'all niggas know y'all out of there Come on with the rib Y'all niggas faking the fuck Come with it Right now What you need Big pool You indeed Little brother on the mic About to rock it for you Welcome to the Fabulous Rex Musicology and the Carolina Kid Podcast Network, where music nerdery is served with a side of ratchet. I'm your host, That Boy Coot. This episode is brought to you by Toe Jam and Pussy Bacon. Subscribe to the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired and its other spawn anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Following the Rod and Karen Doctor, leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts and I'll read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message and donate on anchor.fm slash thatboycoot. That's anchor.fm slash D-A-T-B-O-Y-C-O-O-T. What's up, niggas? So, I got a special episode for y'all today. Um, and this is the Fab and Direct Musicology. If it's your first time listening, just know <laughs> this is where musical breakdowns happen. This is where album reviews happen. Today, we have a musical breakdown of one of my favorite, 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 favorite groups ever, right? Um, and hometown heroes of mine, you know, local group, basically, that also is known internationally and is probably one of the most important groups to ever come out of the 2000s. So, um, honestly, out of hip hop, let's just be honest. But, um, so, um, little brother, nigga. <laughs> little brother. So, hey, the little brother you hear today is not necessarily the same little brother that you heard, like, back in the listening days or back in the chitlin' circuit days. But, um, yeah, yeah. That, that group is still amazing, and they're still getting it. And it may not be the same members, but uh, I'll get into that because um, we're not just going to talk about how I got into Little Brother and not just their biography, but we're going to talk about the ups and the downs and how Little Brother became this juggernaut, not just for the local area, but also internationally. And with that being said... Um, how I got into Little Brother was basically, so I'm a very, if y'all, if y'all don't know already, the name of the, the podcast network is the Carolina Kid Podcast. That says a lot about how I feel about where I'm from. I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina, right? So anything North Carolina, I love it, right? So that's just how it is, bro. That's how it is, bro. You know, so, hey, I think that little brother is one of those groups that when they first came out right they weren't necessarily like loved locally it took them blowing up internationally almost to be giving their flowers here it was like oh we always loved y'all we always loved y'all not really they didn't always love y'all ass <laughs> they love pd pablo and now they've forgotten about him i got a story about pd pablo but that can be for another day <laughs> 
that, that's for another day. That's that's for another day. Anyway, so, um, but yeah. So this group to me is just iconic for the fact that they've released three albums to me that are potentially all classics. The first two to me, classic. The third and fourth, not really so much. The fifth, give it some time because it's a pretty damn good album. And I really like the production on it. And hey, May the Lord Watches their last album. Please go listen to that if you haven't yet. And if you haven't listened to anything else that Little Brother has done, I recommend listening to The Listening, listening to um, listening to The Menstrual Show, um, and don't, just listen to all three of those albums. But listen to The Listening first, then listen to um, The Menstrual Show, and then I will say listen to May the Lord Watch because there's a chronology there. And I think that it's important to listen to it in that order. It just, it just works better. But anyway, so um, with that, with that, um, in 2005-ish, 6-ish, maybe even 7-ish, that's when I discovered Little Brother. This was during my whole, like, ooh, I, I discovered the underground, like, phase. So I basically was like, oh, man, this is like a cornucopia of amazingness. And then I just was like, oh, damn, they from here? Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and at this time, right, Little Brother wasn't necessarily like on the best of terms at this point. <laughs> you know, we can get into that later, but um, it's weird. Like at this point, it would kind of it's kind of past their prime. I would say like 07, 06, 07. This was kind of like past their prime and niggas was still eating off of like Mr. Show, you know. Um, but yeah, like that album probably probably is their best best of their three right right now that's how i feel right now the best of their three but we can debate that all day long but um the group consists of three members two rappers and a producer slash dj right so the individual members of the group um are rappers fonte fonte coleman rapper big Pooh, thomas and thomas jones is his government and dj slash producer Ninth Wonder. Government is Pat Douthit or Patrick Douthit. Um, met in 1998 while enrolled as college students in North Carolina Central University in Durham, North Carolina. The group began as a trio. Little Brother were members of the North Carolina-based alternative hip-hop collective Justice League. Now, just a little, just a little, little background, you know. Um, Fonte is from my hometown of Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, Ninth Wonder is from Winston-Salem, which is on the on the birth certificate where I was born. <laughs> um, and basically, um, Big Pooh is from Virginia. So that's just background is like where everyone is from from. Um, but in February 2003, in an interview with MV Remix, Fonte explains the origin of um the group's name so tribe de la public enemy were like our big brothers in the game so now we're the little brothers of that movement carrying on the tradition of good music that's fucking dope that's fucking do- that is the dopest like name origin ever like they were like yeah we're the little brothers of the of the, of the ogs it's like paying homage to like the goats and shit that's dope as fuck but um the official debut for little brother came in august 2001 with their first recording speed which is amazing too fast for me like that that is an amazing please please just listen to the whole album (laughs) just just listen to the whole album this is amazing according to ninth wonder in an interview with complex another rapper medium was actually supposed to um 
be on the track before they got a hold of Big Pooh. So basically, it took like media not being there, <laughs> like <laughs> not being there to be able to like, hey, so um, we need, um, hey, Big Pooh, can you like rap over this? And then Little Brother was born. So basically, in like August 2001, basically you can say as of August 2021, you know, Little Brother will be 20 years old as far as the creation of the group because August tw- 2001 was the official time in which Little Brother was created. Um, and it all started in like a dorm room in North Carolina State, actually. Um, you know, Caesar Comanche had a studio called Missy Ann, and that's kind of the whole like, like, origin of that. And you know, it was just like, hey, uh, so th- them niggas was working nine to fives, right? <laughs> and 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 basically, these niggas all quit like Central. <laughs> they was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> like, like, like I ain't even doing nothing here. Like, I, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing really? You know? And it was like, fuck this shit. Like, let's, let's let's rap. Let's do this shit. Let's get hard into this rap shit, and let's let's do it. So they continued to work the local Raleigh Durham area scene, and were eventually signed by independent record label ABB Records. In 2002, they released the cult hit seven-inch single Atari 2600 with the lyrics centering on video games. In 2003, the group released their first full-length studio album, The Listening, to critical acclaim. Um, And the national recognition for the group came especially when Ninth, um, you know, was basically asked by Jay-Z, hey, man, can you, like, work on Threat for me? This Threat's pimp. (laughs) Nigga, I cut, nigga, I chop you, I kill you, throw you. Cedric the Entertainer was on that, and I'm still like, a lot of people don't necessarily like give Threat its props, and I really think that Threat is dope. It's shit. Okay, I don't care what people say. I'm like, bruh, that song is dope as shit to me. A lot of people are like, eh, Threat, so Threat is okay, and I'm like, no, Threat, Threat is dope as fuck. So, <clears throat> following the release of the listening, Lil Brother opened for Oakland-based alternative hip hop collective hieroglyphics. That's right. Souls of Mischief <laughs> on the latter's full circle national tour. And you know, they had the little chillin' circuit mixtapes on. Chillin' circuit, nigga. <laughs> chillin' circuit, nigga. I, I love that drop. Every time I hear that shit, I, I lose it. Chillin' circuit 1.5. So, um, you know, Little Brother distributed that mixtape on June 21st, 2005, ahead of their sophomore album, The Minstrel Show. And um, man, when I tell you. <laughs> Man, when I tell you. So, I'm just going to be real, real honest with you. Before I even get into the menstrual show, let's just talk about the listening. Like, the, mm, the listening is so damn good, okay? Like, there. Let me go to the track list. Like, <laughs> nigga, I'm just going to go here. Let, let's let's do it. Let's, let's just go to the damn track list. Let's go to the discography. Let's, <laughs> the listening, right? So, the listening has... I think like every song is super classic, right? Even Groupie, like Groupie is just Big Poo, right? And niggas was giving Big Poo the most, like the third degree. They was like, oh, this nigga ain't, who that nigga, Big Who? Like they would do that shit, right? Big Poo gets treated like Big Boy gets treated when Outkast is talked about, right? Big Pooh is dope as fuck. Big Boy is dope as fuck, right? But they always end up being overshadowed by the 
other member in the group. Like, you know, um, Andre 3000, Fonte Coleman, you know, <laughs> or in, 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 a, in a similar situation, you know, um, it's always, it's always like, oh, Pimp C, Bun B though. You know, it's, it's like, what? <laughs> Bun B and Pimp C are two completely different people. Why are we comparing these people? You know what I'm saying? Like, Big Boy, Andre, two different niggas. Why are we comparing these people? You know? Big Poo, <laughs> Fonte. Why are we comparing these people? They two different niggas. They are on two different wavelengths. But they are both dope as fuck, okay? Like, it just so happened that Fonte was that damn good, man. Fonte was that amazing, <laughs> okay? But people weren't paying attention to Big Pooh. I'm like, no, don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. Don't don't y'all do that shit. And um, yeah, like, nigga had his own songs and shit. You know, for you is fucking dope as shit. Speed is dope as shit. Whatever you say is dope as shit. Make me hot was funny as fuck. Like they had skits and stuff on this album. Like they had so many different personas on this album, and it created a chronology a almost a like a you always wanted to hear back from these people and callbacks to all these um great characters like roy lee and you know um <laughs> so many other like you know fifth in fashion and stuff like it's so many funny little skits that they had on this album and there was nothing like this like it was a radio station environment for an album like nobody Okay, so maybe it's been done before, but it was done in such a great way that niggas was like, what? This is amazing. And Fonte being the absolute fool that he is. If y'all don't know nothing about Fonte, Fonte's one of the funniest niggas ever, bro. That nigga is so funny. He's so funny now that he branched off into like other things right now. But man, Fonte as a person, like you knew that he was basically primed for the things that he's doing now. <laughs> but um yeah it's so many like great songs on this album it's 18 tracks long and it's it's like an hour and like i'm gonna say how long how, how long are we talking about an hour 15 hour 25 maybe an hour and a half i don't know but the album just rides beautifully and i still think it's one of the best like just albums to come out of like this time period honestly like <laughs> i'm just being real like I, I think that album is phenomenal so um let's let's move to um the <laughs> the more controversial piece of this and let's talk about the minstrel show because the minstrel show starts a lot of the narratives right like a lot of the things that are that are based off of um That are based off of the reasons why, like, that album had a lot of issues um, with, I guess, the masses. Let's say the masses, because the people that really fucking love this album is like, this is a classic album. But the masses at large weren't necessarily too kind and not really <laughs> taking too much to what they were really about with this album. So um, let's talk about the controversy. So for many reasons, the fur surrounding the minstrel show itself over overshadowed the music itself. 
On August 16, 2005, Hip Hop Magazine, the source editor-in-chief Joshua Fahim Ratcliffe announced his retirement due to the conflicting opinions on the rating of the minstrel show was received to the issue or, or, or was to receive in the next issue of the publication. According to Ratcliffe, his original rating 4.5 out of 5 was reduced to a 4 by the magazine's chief brand executive Raymond Benzino Scott. Interesting. Benzino and CEO Dave Mays because Ratcliffe gave the upcoming artist, Young Jeezy, a rating of 4. After they refused to change the rating back to 4.5, he decided to step down from his editorial position. For his part, Benzino admitted at the time of questioning that he had yet to listen to the album for himself and had no problem with Ratcliffe's rating? Are you kidding? This nigga never listened to the album. He was like, nope, mm-mm. Nope, nope. So, the album The Minstrel Show um, had a lot of like, so it, it kind of continued like this, I guess, media themed, um, overarching kind of theme. Like, 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 instead of it being a radio show type of environment, it was a television show environment kind of. So, it used the UBM, the You Black Niggas Network. <laughs> it was great. It was greatness. And The Minstrel Show kind of. Hey, it, it kind of played on like the entire basis of the industry pimping out people and um it 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 was brilliant to me um and while this built up like much anticipation for the album with like the rating you know uh with that 4.5 rating and nigga just got fired for that shit <laughs> uh, another more ser serious obstacle reared its head back when the entertainment network BET Black Entertainment Television refused to play the group's video for the single Loving It, which is a classic, a classic, which allegedly um, was deemed too intelligent. That's right. BET banned a song, Loving It more specifically, because they deemed it too intelligent. Can't make this shit up. So um, Michael Llewellyn, a publicist, and program director for BET responded, it's not true, not in that context. What? <laughs> what? What, 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 what? What context then? <laughs> huh? Explain it. <laughs> BET reserves the right to show or not show music videos of any type based on the network's own standards and decision-making processes. In a portion of the video, the group lightly pokes fun at the different stylistic aspects of hip-hop subgenres as gangsta, backpack, earthy, and icy. The rest of it sees them as performing to a zealous crowd. Like that's man, that that is the wildest shit. Like ever. I, I at this point I'm sitting here like and I'm looking at the reviews, right? Like about.com, 4.5 out of 5. All music, 4. Or, Four, four, 4 out of 5. Hip Hop DX, 4.5 out of 5. OK Player, 83 out of 100. Rap Reviews, 10 out of 10. Vibe, 4 out of 5. Scratch, 10 out of 10. The Source, 4.5 out of 5. XXL Magazine, 4 out of 5. Nigga. Nigga, The Source almost gave them niggas 5 mics. <laughs> them niggas gave... Back then, in 2005... Giving somebody almost five, like 4.5, that meant so much back then. That's crazy. 
that's crazy bro so um in contrast to the reaction of BET, Little Brother received praises from many powerful forces within the hip-hop world, such as XXL Magazine, who gave them an XL rating, and most notably, Scratch Magazine, who gave it a perfect 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10! 10. 10 out of 10. The Minstrel Show debuted at number 56 on the Billboard charts, selling 18,000 copies in its first week, a much lower number than expected by both fans and critics. A second official single and any further promotion of the album was abandoned by Atlantic Records. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. So before this album was released, Little Brother signed a major record deal with Atlantic Records. And they had projections, but here's the problem. Atlantic Records did not know what to do with Little Brother. And this was a mess from the start. This was a mess from the start. So, on their follow-up album, Get Back, um, their relationship with the label drew to a close before its release. So, they were like, no, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> and uh, it gets ugly. It gets really ugly. So, by the way, I just want to say that this album is a classic. This album is probably one of the best albums I've heard in a very long time, still to this day. Beautiful Morning, The Becoming, Not Enough, Cheating is such a funny-ass <laughs> such a funny ass skit percy miracles we get percy miracles okay that is greatness <laughs> percy miracles percy miracles is one of the best skits like skit characters on an album okay i'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now percy miracles Roy Lee records and tapes from a Husky, North Carolina. The fact that they said a Husky, North Carolina, it still it still gets me. It still hits me to this day because I'm like, nigga, know about a Husky? <laughs> a, Husky North, a Husky, North Carolina is tiny. But um, yeah, Hide in Place, which had drums from Dilla on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, come on now. Had drums from Dilla on it. Like, that's amazing. Slow it down with a dope ass David Ruffin sample. Like, oh my God, it's so much. Like, loving it is an amazing song. Like, it's iconic. If you if you had to point to any song to be like, hey, this is what Little Brother sounds like, I would play loving it. I would play loving it. It is the archetype for what Little Brother is. It is literally like, oh, this is the blueprint of what Little Brother sounds like. Boom. <laughs> you know, all for you, you know, <laughs> like, it's so much, bro, like, sincerely, yours was, like, that, like, that song that highlighted Big Poo, because niggas was still hating on Big Poo then, bro, like, it was, it was great, like, it's so much greatness on this, like, it, it, it's so much greatness, and if you like Boom Bap, if you like Backpack Rap, if you like any of that shit, if you like Trial Call Quest, hell, if you like Trial Call Quest, you, you love this album, Okay, and if you haven't heard this yet, slap yourself in the face and then go listen to the album. Okay, go listen to Little Brother. It, it's no reason why you haven't listened. Okay, but <laughs> there's that, you know. Um, Ninth Wonder produces pretty much all of the songs on these Little Brother albums. Every once in a while, you'll see something from Nicolay or you'll see something from Crisis or you'll see something. And sometimes, like, if it's Nicolay, it might be like a, you know, uh, a, a, a little skit. Sometimes it's like that, you know, but these albums were just immaculate. That's a pocket in time that you probably never going to get back. 
But um, yeah, so let's talk about <laughs> later on. <laughs> let's talk about Get Back. <laughs> you know, um, Get Back. Whew, okay. This 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 is gonna be something that's probably gonna require me to take a break. Okay, because we 22 minutes in. Okay, and I I, I need to, I need to take a break. I need to take a break because mm, it gets real here. Um, we'll be right back. We were gonna do a record one night called Speed, and it was originally it was supposed to be me and Median over uh, over a knife track. Median never shows up, and so Pooh's with me, and we just like, all right, well, shit, well, I mean, me and Pooh can rock it, all right, fuck it, let's do it. When we finished that song, we just knew we were just like, yo, we got something. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, man, this this sounds like something. Like it was just, it just felt right. And so, from that point on, that was that was the birth of Little Brother. We got a couple songs. We have a name. We decided we're gonna work on the album. So much of that record was just done by just it was just a small community of people. Yo Rail, he was part of Justice League. We started recording in his dorm room in North Hall. I'll never forget. We would go up, his roommate would be gone, and we'd just record, 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 and then it went from his dorm room to Cesar. I'm never gonna change up, please join a sorority, go step your game up. Y'all boys ain't ready for damage, you need extra planning, you in the game, but you offside and got an extra man, and number coach doing your reprimand, and I got a team to run, boy, respect my standards. And when I'm on the mic, y'all should expect the grandest. Show a lyricism, ever let them know who your man is. Talk about what you know, nothing in this nonsense. That's a bronze and Charlie take precaution. Get you sold on the block, no, not an auction. Dilly departing. I'm not a G, but I move like they move with a handful of smarts, man. And we back. So, um, Welcome back to the Fabulous Breaks Musicology um, podcast in the Carolina Kid Podcast Network. And I kind of wanted to talk about um, just a few things before I get into Get Back and other things. Um, so this episode was devoid of like the lyrics and a lot of like little breakdowns of that nature. I kind of just wanted to talk about the narrative of Little Brother as a group and how the trajectory changed right um i didn't want to focus as much on the lyrics of each song because we would be here for five hours i love every single like every single damn song i'm telling you from like all the classic albums word for word love it and um it's more of me focusing on like the the whole narrative of how this group was i could have been focusing on like individuals but it just it's a lot like fonte has his own like thing with foreign exchange and, and with nicolay it, it, it's it's a whole thing like ninth wonder had a whole damn career itself right and then big Pooh had his own little solo thing after everything kind of changed but um yeah i, I just kind of wanted to stick with like the group and the things that the group have done 
right? Certain people, you know, come and go, but hey, I want to talk about Little Brother as a group. So, <laughs> um, so on that note, let's talk about Get Back. Um, so Get Back album and Ninth Wonder's departure. Ooh, in late 2006, Little Brother began recording their third album and second for Atlantic Records, Get Back. However, in January 2007, the group announced that both their departure from Atlantic and that producer Ninth Wonder had left the group. <laughs> what? At this point, just just imagine. Okay, so just think about this. So, one producer that you heard this group with the entire time on, and maybe like a couple songs from other niggas. That's it. Like maybe Crisis here, maybe Nicolay here and there, maybe one other, but mainly Ninth, right? Like ninety percent of your shit that you hearing, like ninety percent of Little Brother that you hearing is Ninth. At least ninety-five. I'll say about ninety-five percent, right? All of a sudden, they're like, "Oh yeah, so um." I ain't making beats for y'all no more. What? <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a shocker. <laughs> that's a shocker. So, um, the move from Atlantic was due to the commercial failure of the menstrual show and creative differences over the group's future material. Rapper Big, rapper Big Pooh said, <laughs> we as a group just felt that it was not in our best interest to remain in a situation where our needs were constantly being overlooked. We didn't have an A&R for the menstrual show. We don't have any type of relationship with our current A&R. There are just not a lot of internal issues, or there are just a lot of internal issues that ended up working against us. The group's manager, Big Doe, added that there were no ill feelings towards their quote-unquote Atlantic company. <laughs> um, so... The group's reason for the breakup from Atlantic and for Ninth Wonder's departure was ultimately due to creative differences, but in both cases, the breakup and departure were described as amicable. So as Ninth Wonder's departure from the group, rapper Big Pooh was quoted as saying, Little Brother had, has decided in the best interest of the group <laughs> for Little Brother and Ninth Wonder to part ways. Well, well damn. Um, there are no hard feelings and no beef. This is just a decision that had to be made so all three of us could move forward and continue to provide the world with dope music. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, here's the thing. Get Back is actually not that bad of an album, right? Um, Get Back. Some people are like, ooh, all the rest of trash. No. Um, Get Back was not that bad of an album. Um, Left Back, however, <laughs> just, Left Back is a different story. But we'll, 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 we'll kind of... Yeah, we'll get to that later. So, on October 23rd, 2007, Little Brother released Get Back, the long-awaited follow-up to The Minstrel Show. With no major video or radio airplay, Get Back sold ultimately 9,600 copies. That's right, 9,600 copies. That's right. They went triple puppy shit, y'all. <laughs> Iconic group. Triple puppy shit. Like, that's even bad for like underground like you know like 9600 for an underground is like damn well what happened <laughs> it's like well what happened <laughs> like it's bad 9600 copies his first week in stores and landed at number 89 on the billboard top 200 chart the album consisted of 11 songs and featured several guests most notably new orleans based rapper little wang Lil Wayne had been a longtime fan of the group's work and was invited to rap on the third verse of Breaking My Heart. 
Following the release of Get Back in Late 2007, Little Brother toured with Los Angeles-based alternative hip-hop group, uh, hip-hop artist Evidence of Dilated Peoples. Evidence is amazing, okay? Like, Evidence is amazing, okay? Mr. Michael Peretta, I'm bowing. <laughs> I'm, I'm bowing. You, you the man. Cats and Dogs, please go listen to that. The Weatherman EP, go listen to that. Weatherman LP, go listen to that. Go listen to all of it. Just go listen to everything that man has done. Go listen to Dilated Peoples. Please. For, for the love of just music. Just go listen to it. So, um, <clears throat> the remainder of 2007 found Little Brother working on becoming completely independent artists and putting out records on their own. Big Poo told LA Record in April 2008 um, that for the, for the next record, we definitely want ownership. Um, the first record will record will have a hundred percent ownership a hundred percent so um let's talk about let's talk about left back <laughs> just for a second this <laughs> left back is a terrible album okay it is the one little brother album that i do not i don't even like acknowledge i don't acknowledge it i don't acknowledge it it's bad it's just bad it's just bad it's bad like tigolo fadolo is one of the saddest sounding like moments in little brother history because he's like man i guess i'm gonna have to do this shit all by myself i'm like damn the beast fire by the way crisis made the beat crisis is another producer like from here from raleigh um and that nigga is just killing still has been killing it like jesus christ is off of um um griselda um <laughs> griselda thinking of this nigga why am i drawing a blank um um conway the machine his debut album oh my god oh my god like jesus crisis is a dope ass song but crisis to me is one of them niggas bro like crisis when he on it yeah he on it um but you know um <laughs> in a may 2008 interview with hiphopgame.com rapper big poo hinted that he and fonte may never record another album together huh <laughs> what so this is what he said that's so far in the future we don't know if we're gonna even do another little brother album at this point we are working on our personal projects right now and in uh pretty much you know in June 2009, Fonte announced the forthcoming Little Brother album, Left Back, but also announced that the group would subsequently take a Black Star, Black Star-esque hiatus, wherein he and Big Pooh would continue to collaborate on projects, but that another group would not be, or another group album would not be released for a long while. So, and, and that was true. Like, that was 2009, right? We didn't get another Little Brother album for a decade. That's right, a whole decade, you know. Um, and we can talk about like the Twitter drama between Ninth, Big Pool, you know, um, and and like <laughs> and Fonte, like this shit. Okay, so in 2010, <clears throat> either th- I think this was 2010. Was this 2010? I think in 2010 or 2011, something like that. Whenever Charity Starts at Home came out for Fonte, I actually went to go see them live in cat's cradle i only got to see two-third little brother so i did i didn't get to see big poo on stage with him too i only got to see fonte and ninth wonder that's all i got to see 
it was the shit was glorious anyway. Like Cast Cradle is one of the first places that they really performed and kind of got their started. Cast Cast Cradle is like a North Carolina like concert staple, right? And um, a lot of people got their start there, or a lot of people like have had classic performances there, you know. Um, but yeah, like it was like semi reunions. But these niggas was not really like feeling each other for a quite like quite some time. So. Um, shortly before the April 2010 release of what would become Little Brother's final studio album, Left Back, Fonte and Ninth Wonder Exchange pointed Twitter messages regarding Little Brother's release of a previously unreleased Ninth Wonder produced single, Star, on the Left Back album. Hmm. This shit just keeps brewing. It's bad. These niggas, these niggas don't necessarily like. You be like, man, are these niggas even mad over something? Like, are these niggas mad over something that meant anything? You know, that's always some shit. Like, the reason why groups will break up, it'll be like, man, I'm just tired of looking at your face, nigga. <laughs> like, I feel like it gets to that point where you with niggas for like ten plus years. You like, man, fuck this nigga. I'm tired of looking at your face. Your face is annoying. Like, <laughs> I feel like some niggas do get like that. But anyway, um, shortly after the release of Left Back on April, um. 2010 um april 10th 2010 little brother formally announced the group's breakup rapper big Pooh noted i was just thinking about our own situation and then i realized when groups leave it's just like when a person dies every person dies and a baby is born so as little brother calls it quits there are other groups to not necessarily take our place but to keep the tradition going that's kind of what little brother was all about that's kind of like yeah, is they were a group taking, you know, the 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 tradition of dope ass music, right? That's what Little Brother was there for in the beginning. And basically it's a little brother of a little brother that comes along and just kinda creates the dopeness. So you don't want your favorite group to forge force a relationship. And I mean like Wu Tang was fighting backstage and shit, like them niggas don't be liking each other like that. Like recently you may have seen the, you know, the ghost face and um Raekwon, you know, versus them niggas actually like each other. But and like RZA came in there, like you know, sometimes these niggas don't be liking each other though. It's nine of them niggas, and and this was before ODB died. Like then when he died, it was like eight niggas that did not like each other. Like they were all different. Like that shit, shit gets to you. Like groups are not always going to be copacetic. Okay, shit ain't gonna always be good. Like the shit just doesn't. It doesn't flow all the time. Like. Dilla even said in one interview where he was like, man, I'm producing for the tri a Tribe Called Quest and these niggas is fighting. What the fuck? These niggas don't like each other. Damn. I, I don't know if y'all remember watching the Tribe Called Quest documentary, but um, yeah, like Fife and <clears throat> Fife and um, Q-Tip, you know, they was they were like buttonheads. Buttonheads back and forth like crazy, you know. Michael Rappaport was like, damn, this shit is crazy. These niggas don't like each other. <laughs> like, it's, it, it gets wild because it's like, man, they're like brothers. But when you have a brotherhood, there's some moments where y'all niggas do not like each other. <laughs> you know? So, um, if they don't really... <laughs> if they don't really want to be together, you don't want them to make another album. If they don't, or if they make an album just because you asked for it, it's not going to be the same Tribe Called Quest you fell in love with it's going to be something forced damn real shit so fonte said this too if you're doing business with a friend you gotta decide well do i end this business relationship and keep my friendship or do i continue this business relationship and end up wrecking both 
Real shit. Real shit. They both just like, eh. <laughs> you know, um, and ah, this is an interesting moment because Trial Call Quest is kind of like the centerpiece of like why everything is happening. And um, it's just interesting. It kind of brings things back home. So the reunion of Little Brother was in part due to the death of Fife Dog in 2016. Trial Call Quest. At this time, rapper Big Pooh and Fonte had not spoken in five years. These niggas, these niggas both live in North Carolina. <laughs> these niggas both live in North Carolina. I know they did. I know they do. I know they do. I like. I, I know they do. If they didn't, then I know um, Big Pooh probably lived in like. Oh wait a minute. I think Big Pooh lived in LA for a little bit, maybe. Yeah. So that might have been something different entirely. But yeah, them niggas was all doing any solo shit. But. At this time, rapper Big Pooh and Fonte had not spoken for five years. Pooh sent Fonte a short message of love and appreciation. Fonte followed this text with a cell phone call where the two were said to have spoken for several hours. This and many follow-up conversations allowed the duo to rekindle their friendship. Fonte, rapper Big Pooh, and Ninth Wonder reunited on stage for the first time in 11 years at their hometown in the 2018 Art of Cool Festival, which... I was looking forward to going to man in like 2020 right guess what 2020 2020 you know what i'm saying like article right down the street and i'm saying like damn <laughs> COVID. so um <clears throat> this reunion was the result of royster 59 being unable to attend the festival and guess who right down the street little brother <laughs> According to Fonte, he was contacted by the promoters to substitute for Royce and called Pooh and Knight to collaborate with him. Hmm, interesting. They was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to make them get back together and see what happened. And um, <clears throat> the group had not performed together in over a decade, so they performed many of their known hits, including Say It Again. Oh, man, Say It Again is so fucking fire, bro. Loving it, which is a staple. The way you do it and dreams. Both artists felt that energy from the show, and it was a good omen. After leaving the stage, they knew they had something special. Following this performance, Fonte invited Pooh to a barbecue at his home where they decided to continue the collaboration. In May 2019, it was revealed that Little Brother was to return and release new music later in that year, announcing their appearance at the upcoming Hopscotch Music Festival um, in September 7th. 2019 in Raleigh, North Carolina. So, uh, however, it was also revealed that Ninth Wonder would not be returning as a third member of the group. Yep. See, this this way that shit end up happening. See? See? See, I told you. I told you that nigga was like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> let me let me stop. Let me stop. Ninth Wonder, you're amazing. I'm probably gonna do my next episode on you. So just saying. But um, hey, whatever happened, man, hey. It was something. Something happened, and I don't know what it was, but hey, them niggas was not necessarily copacetic. Let's just say these niggas was not getting along when it came to ninth producing shit, and um, at least the shit that he was sending them. You know, they were like, yeah, I'm good. You know, <laughs> if they go, yeah, I'm good, and, and you know, knife, knife gonna get hurt by that, and you know, knife like, well, I'm, fuck y'all then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just get that way. Like, it, it gets that way. So, on August 19th, 
It was announced that Little Brother will be releasing a new album called May the Lord Watch, which was released the following day on the 20th. These niggas was like, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> the next day it came out. The album continues and updates the fiction of the UBN channel concept that was originally used for their well-known sophomore effort, The Minstrel Show. So basically, to me, I think, like, those other two albums don't matter to me as much because basically this is a continuation of The Minstrel Show, which was something people didn't think, you know, would ever happen again. But it happened. And, um, yeah, man, that, that album to me is extremely dope if you haven't listened to it and you're a little brother fan then you're missing out because it it ties up a lot of things and it updates us on like what's happening and it has a lot of great production from producers like crisis Nas, focus and one of my favorites just period in life black milk he is the spiritual successor to dilla i don't care what none of y'all niggas say so <laughs> Like Nas was Dilla's favorite. Like, stop, stop tripping. Like all these niggas is dope as fuck. And for them to not have Ninth on the album, it still was amazing. You know, Ninth Wonder being on the album would have been amazing. But the fact that they were able to do it without them still makes the album great. You know, there's always that what if and nah, these niggas ain't really on the same like accord. We don't want no Force Ninth. <laughs> we don't want no Force Ninth Wonder produced Little Brother album. If these niggas is fucking with each other again and they come out with another album, then we 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 good. We good. But this this ain't this ain't that. So, um, the album was completed in a sec in secret completely. Like, ain't nobody know. They was like, um, so <laughs> we gonna release the album. And then, oh, by by the way, next day, um, we, we're gonna actually release the album. What? <laughs> the next day. The next day. That shit is amazing. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna give away too much about the narratives if you haven't heard it. But yeah, like, whew. So, you know, Fonte and Pooh decided to continue the project without Ninth after several disagreements over production and touring commitments because it be the bullshit. Like, <laughs> it be the bullshit. Like, when no, when nobody really gonna do that shit. It's like, man, remember what happened to Fife? And niggas is still like, nah. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Like, it's crazy. Like, petty shit. You know, don't don't be, be getting mad and being, you know, full of disagreements over petty shit. That's what it's not about. You know, that's what it's not about. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, like, still, I think we got three classic, potential the third, potential a classic album out of Little Brother. And um, I think that Little Brother is a must listen a must appreciate uh give them their flowers while you can still smell them type of group um local to here um the raleigh Durham area right um and you know hometown heroes in my regard you know at least at least at least for me they're hometown heroes and they're world renowned you know everybody knows who they are now <laughs> and especially if you like an underground hip-hop aficionado hey they are the must listen you know so um but that has been an episode of the carolina kid podcast rewires fapitin rex musicology and um if you want to hear more musical breakdowns of anything really um stay tuned 
And as always, thank you. And coming back and doing it in 2019, we were just very, uh, again, just cognizant of not wanting to make it a nostalgia play, like not wanting to just, oh, I'm gonna take you back to when you were 15. I don't want to go back to when I was 15, nigga. Do, nigga do, do you know what the fuck is back there? Like, I ain't, I don't want to go, I don't want to see that shit no more. You know how fucking broke we was back then? I don't want to, woo child, the poverty. I don't want such, ooh, I just don't want, what is this? Uh, what is this three-star hotel? I don't, uh, was, hmm, I just. Two and a half stars. What, what is, what is this? I don't. As a day's in, people stay in these never things. never foot inside of oh, this comfort in. I've been kicked out of better establishments than this. <laughs> Need is a sports channel and a glass of your finest red. You feel me? Ah.